0: on Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giants fans, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. Patricia Trainer here with you. It is Wednesday, September 2nd. And thank you so much for sticking with us during the week. We are midway through the week. And, um, of course, tomorrow, the the, uh, 3rd, we are going to have the final scrimmage. And lots more football coming up before there's kind of a, a lull in the schedule. So we will be bringing you every last bit of Giants news. And on today's show, more perspectives, more observations, some quotes, some audio clips from the interviews with Giants players. And uh, the three segments today, we're going to devote to injury update, uh, Logan Ryan, what he brings to the table, and Joe Judge playing in the mud. So, uh, lots to cover on the show today. Just a reminder that on Thursday, we are going to have a Twitter Thursday. So, that means if you have questions you would like answered, please email them to me at LockedOnGiantsPodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you try to get them in by 6 o'clock on Wednesday because I'm going to record the show on uh, Wednesday uh, evening. Also, just a a look ahead, real quick. Both General Manager Dave Gentleman and Team COO John Mara are scheduled to speak with the media on the record. This week, Dave Gettleman will speak with the media on Wednesday, so obviously I will have uh, some quotes from that. And John Mara is scheduled to speak on Thursday, so I'll try to work some of those quotes in as well. There will be a scrimmage wrap-up show probably on Friday. And then Saturday, the roster cuts get made, and uh, we will have a, a show on that as well. You know, reactions, um, analysis on the roster, so on and so forth. So lots coming up. So let's get right into today's menu item. We're going to start off with an injury update. And as kind of expected, Golden Tate is going to be uh, day-to-day according to head coach Joe Judge. Now Judge did not say what Tate has, but you know, anybody was at practice, it's pretty hard to miss him not grabbing the back of his leg, which usually is a hamstring. And I'm not surprised to hear that Tate is going to be day to day. I would not be surprised if we don't see Tate until next week. I, I just don't see the Giants trotting him out there and running the risk of him, you know, potentially aggravating that hamstring before they really need to. So for all intents and purposes, Tate is likely done for the rest of summer camp, which again ends for the Giants on Thursday. Blake Martinez now he's been able to practice but he hasn't been able to do the 11 on 11 stuff now nobody knows for sure what exactly is going on with him again I have heard it is a knee injury um, you know based on uh, and I missed this but uh, based on on some eyewitness reports he keeps looking down at his feet you know, bent over when he tries to move and whatnot. He doesn't participate in the 11-on-11. 11 11. Now, what was interesting is Martinez was on the media conference calls on Tuesday. Usually the Giants, at least in the past, would not allow those players to be on the conference call if they were dealing with some sort of injury. Not that Martinez shed any light on, on to what he's dealing with you know there's a rule by head coach joe judge that they are not to talk about injuries and so far i've yet to come across a player who has broken that rule and i don't think i will come across a player who's broken that rule so martinez um remains to be seen he he said on the conference call on tuesday that he you know if there was a game to be played he would be good to go so, we will see if he is indeed good to go when he eventually gets out there for eleven on eleven and how effective he looks, because, again, I believe it to be a knee injury. Um, a couple of other quick injury notes. Jabril Peppers, who has been experiencing experiencing some cramping issues. Um, he is fine. Uh, it's basically a hydration thing with him, And you know, Joe Judge was asked about that today. Uh, being Tuesday. And he said that, you know, some guys just sweat more than others and they have to just stay on top of their hydration. So sounds like Peppers is going to be one of those guys who, you know, because he plays so hard and so fast all the time, he uh, tends to sweat a little bit more, but he's going to be fine. I don't anticipate him missing anything. Logan Ryan, uh, for those wondering, he is not going to be eligible to work with the Giants until after Thursday, So we will not see him Thursday at the scrimmage. He's got to go through the COVID entry protocol, which he's in the middle of doing. But, uh, you know, Judge actually, you know, in the past has never spoken about players who were going through that protocol until they're done. He made an exception today. And he, of course, you know, spoke about Ryan, who, you know, whose signing isn't yet official, but it's coming. It's going to be a one year deal, $7.5 million. Um, is the max value. It's actually a lot less than that because it has um, incentives built in. It's more more like a 6.5 million plus a million in incentives and whatnot. Um, Getting back to the injuries, the only other guys worth mentioning, a couple guys who have missed a few practices already and, you know, their chances of of being on the roster, not looking too good. uh, Tight end, Ryzen John, the CFL uh, prospect, Um, who was drafted by the CFL. He played his college ball in Canada and defensive back Aquarius Landrews has also been sidelined with undisclosed ailments. So that's your injury roundup. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about Logan Ryan and the impact that he's going to have on this team. So stay with us. With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models of cars and trucks It's become impossible for retail shops to stock everything in a traditional chain storefront. So the next time you need a part for your car or truck, visit rockauto.com. rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. rockauto.com offers scores of different auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers for nearly every make and model of car out there. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks to l- delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Hey, Giant fans, this is Patricia Trina, host of the Locked on Giants podcast, and I want to tell you about my debut book. It's called The Big 50, The Men and Moments That Made the New York Giants, and I've sought to create a living history of the top men and moments that have made one of the NFL's charter franchises what it is today, relive the franchises four Super Bowls. Find out what convinced former general manager Ernie Accorsi that quarterback Eli Manning was indeed the one. Learn about the events that brought the Tisch family into the Giants' ownership lore, and so much more. This 368-page paperback book includes loads of photos and stories of some of the greatest Giants in history as told in their own words. The Big 50, the men and moments that made the New York Giants, will be available starting September 8, 2020, on Amazon, Barnes and & Noble, and wherever else books are sold. So pre-order your copy today. And thank you for your support. Welcome back, Giant fans, to Locked on Giants Segment 2. Patricia Trainer here with you. And in this segment, we're going to talk about Logan Ryan. And a couple of things with Logan Ryan that I want to touch upon is how he's going to help this team. Now, we all know... This is a very versatile player, a guy who can do multiple things, and that's going to be so important. And uh, I want to start there with the versatility, because head coach Joe Judge said something today in which uh, when he was asked, what kind of role does he envision for for Ryan? Is he a safety or is he a cornerback? And Judge, and I'm going to paraphrase here, basically said he doesn't want to pinpoint him into one role. And uh, he he went on to say that he's going to perform in a variety of roles in different packages. And here's the key takeaway, which is going to kind of segue into how I think, you know, Logan Ryan, this this is really a huge signing and how he's going to help the young defensive backs who kind of have to take a little bit of a back seat now that he's on the team, but not too much. Judge said, and I'm going to paraphrase again here that by by Ryan being able to do as much as he can, that's going to take some of the load off of the young players. Now, I thought that was very interesting because one of the things the Giants have had to do with these young players, these young cornerbacks in particular, is they have had to load them up with extra responsibilities and and a big reason for that obviously has to do with the fact that they were a little short coming in, you know, between the Andre Baker being uh, on the exempt list, the commissioner's exempt list and Sam Beal opting out. So now all of a sudden you had guys being asked to fill different roles in the plan sub packages For which maybe they weren't the most ideal fit, but, you know, the coaches in thinking, okay, you know what, let's cross train them, let's see where they're at, maybe they can handle it. Well, you know what, folks, we have seen in practices and the scrimmages, the two scrimmages held so far, that they haven't been able to handle it, that they've struggled, that there's too much on their plate, well, now that Logan Ryan is coming into the fold, he can take on some of that work and allow these young players to really get their feet on the ground and let them focus on what they do well. And then, you know, once they start to feel comfortable and adjust to the speed of the game, they can then turn their attention to some of the um, more advanced stuff that they had been trying to cram in as they go along. So basically, that's that's a big, big um factor for Logan Ryan and how he's going to help the team not just this year but also in the future the other way Logan Ryan is going to help this team is the pass rush now I wrote about this on giantscountry.com but just to summarize real quick how many times do we think back to the pass rush and how the Giants defensive front came oh so close literally within a split second or two of racking up a sack only to have the opposing quarterback either get rid of the ball or get out of the way. Well, you know what? The reason for that is because the back end of the defense wasn't able to hold its coverage. So that was a problem for the Giants and it has been a problem for, for at least a couple of years. So what did the Giants do? Dave Gettleman, Put an emphasis on upgrading the back end of the defense because the thinking is if you get guys who can cover and hold their coverage so that the quarterback has nowhere to go with the ball, now you've got a better chance of the pass rush up front making that play that in the past has eluded them by just a split second or two. And Marcus Golden, who last year, as everybody knows, led the Giants in sacks, was actually asked about that, specifically how the back end of the defense helps the front end. Here's what Marcus had to say. Oh, it does a lot. Uh, like you said, it works hand-to-hand. Uh, if you Want to be able to cover guys and you want to be able to not have to cover them all, all the time. So you want the rushers to be able to rush. And um, as rushers, you want to be able to have time to get after the quarterback. So it, it works together. So anytime you got guys working together like that, it's usually successful. So uh, that's, that's what we've been doing in practice, trying to work together and get that together. And uh, everybody's just been working hard, man. So, you know, that's all we're going to do is keep working and uh, let it play out. Man. And I feel like uh, we've been doing, doing it, taking it step by step each week. All right, folks, so the bottom line is is we can probably project that James Bradbury and Logan Ryan will be the perimeter guys in the base defense. Now, they will move these guys around. Uh, Specifically, you will see Logan Ryan moved around. You will see him potentially working with the three safety set, which um, was a role that Xavier McKinney was supposed to play. I think in terms of free safety, you will see Julian Love fill in for Xavier McKinney. And basically, having Ryan on this defense should allow defensive coordinator Patrick Graham to stick with the plans that he had. That, you know, prior to signing Ryan, meant um, he would have had to alter some of those plans, if not scrap some of them, because of the McKinney injury. So, you know, again, Ryan is a big signing. And uh, he's always been a productive player on GiantsCountry.com. We have a good, great, ugly feature, uh, film breakdown, I should say, about his play. Really not a lot of ugly in his game, but a lot of good and great that he can bring to this Giants team. So check that out. We're going to take our final break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the unusual but fun way the Giants ended their Tuesday practice. So stay with us. Welcome back, Giant fans, to Locked On Giants, Segment 3. Patricia Trainer here with you. And in this segment, I want to talk about the fun way that head coach Joe Judge ended Tuesday's practice. Basically, they had a ball recovery drill. And what they did was they have all the rookies gather around. And what they had to do was pounce on a ball that was hosed down. There was an area of the field and they sprayed it down, made it kind of muddy and yucky. And by pouncing on the ball, um, they had to basically recover it. And the idea, of course, is that sometimes in football, you have to play in the elements, and sometimes the elements aren't very favorable. If it's rainy and you're playing on grass and mud, uh, the ball can be a little slippery to get, get hold of. So that was the purpose of the drill. Anyway, Joe Judge, what he did at the end of that drill is he actually took part in it. He dove on a uh, wet ball, as uh, his players were squirting him with a a garden hose. And it was just a a really neat scene. You can catch it on Twitter if you haven't already done so, if you go to the Giants um, Twitter account. It was a really cool scene. And and I want to talk about that for a minute because I continue to see articles written by um, national people, written by bloggers, people who have never once set foot in a Giants practice this year, who don't talk to the players, who don't talk to Judge or anybody affiliated with the team. And basically what they are doing is they're formulating opinions that Joe Judge is some kind of a nutcase, that his players don't like him, that he's too strict. He's too this. He's too that. Enough, guys. Come on. How can anybody sit there and without talking or witnessing or seeing what's going on, make any kind of judgment? I mean, good Lord, it, it's, it, it boggles the mind. You know, it absolutely boggles the mind. Now, look, I don't know how successful the Giants are going to be this year. I don't know if they're going to win four games, if they're going to win eight games. Are they going to win more than that? Are they going to win no games? I don't know that. We won't know that until obviously they start playing. But what Joe Judge has been doing and doing successfully is he's building camaraderie. He's showing these players that he is also one of them. He is right there with them. Yes, he hands out um, discipline. He will, you know, have them go on a penalty lap if they screw up. Well, you know what? So what? Seriously, in a game, like like judge says you get penalized 15 yards, you don't have to run a lap. So, you know what? Don't don't create any kind of a uh, mistake that that will cost your team and you won't have to run a lap. Um, so just this whole thing, this whole attack by people who have never seen a practice, who have never talked to anybody with the organization of late, it's just it boggles my mind. You know, it's like so many people have blogs and, you know, a, an audience and they can they can write whatever they want. But at the end of the day, you know, take the blinders off. Take a look at what the guy's doing. Um, this isn't about clickbait. It shouldn't be about clickbait. This should be about looking at a team that for the last three years has underperformed, has looked sloppy, has looked disinterested, and just, you know, this is a head coach who's trying to clean stuff up and what's wrong with that at the end of the day. So, you know, again, it just seems like more and more people keep coming out and and making fun of the giants. And okay. You know, maybe given how they've been the last few years, they've kind of been at the bottom of the barrel, but why don't we just give Joe judge a chance and see if all these methods and tricks and, and this bonding technique that he has with with his players by showing him that, hey, I'm not afraid to go and get down and dirty and, and wet like you guys did in this drill. Just let the man, you know, let it all play out. I mean, I don't think that's asking too much, but, you know, people are going to be people. They're going to be, um, obviously, people are going to want clicks or want to stir up controversy and, you know, draw reactions like uh, they apparently have done with me. But if you notice, I haven't mentioned anybody by name. And there's been a couple of new ones that have popped out, by the way. But uh, look, again, I don't know how successful the Giants will be, but I like what Judge is doing. And I also think that he is going to get multiple years to, to, to build this team the way it needs to be built. All right. Um, A lot is going to be going to depend on um, injuries, obviously the health of the team. But I think at the end of the day, and, and I don't you know, the Giants, I don't think are going to be competitive to where they're competing for a Super Bowl like the like the 49ers did after they turned it around from one year. But I do think the Giants will. In time, maybe as soon as next year, once everything settles down, once everybody gets used to the new systems, the coaching staff, and once hopefully we go back to a norm, a semi-normal off season with OTAs and all that stuff, I, I do think the Giants are going to turn things around and better days are ahead for the franchise. So let's just give Judge a chance. Okay, Giant fans, so that'll do it for today's show. Don't forget, tomorrow we will be doing Twitter Thursday. So get those questions into me. Make sure for the podcast, you are sending them to Podcast at gmail.com. This way I know to use them for the podcast and not for the mailbag on GiantsCountry.com. So until tomorrow, have a great day and we'll talk soon.